we are coming to you live on our way to DC as promised. And I'm coming to you solo because my co-host here has been asleep for the last two and a half hours. <laughs> but I am up now. Oh, he's up now. And he's upset at me that I woke him. I've never seen someone sleep. First of all, it's not two and a half hours. Okay, it's two hours. No, there's no way it was even two. Two Probably hours less cold. than two, sub two hours. Two hours cold. Straight two hours. But also, I, this is a four-hour ride. Like, what were we thinking is really my question. You pushed me into this. You pushed me. I, I was saying it's going to be too hard. There's going to be traffic. And you're like, no, we have to be part of Kali Sorrel. That, I mean, that's what you said. Yeah, we do. We should have press passes is what should happen. That is true. We don't have press passes. I'm very upset about it. So we're on our way. We're heading south. Shout out to our driver, Daniel, who's driving us down. And uh, really beautiful, by the way. Nice foliage. We're getting a nice ambiance for our drive. And uh, yeah, we're, we're relatively comfortable. We don't know what to expect when we get there. We have no plans. We don't know where we're parking. We don't know where we're going because we're not on a bus. I, I'm going to take your word for it because I have been out for a little while. Yes. <laughs> you, missed, uh, you missed a lot of, a lot of excitement. <laughs> a lot of scenery. A lot of excitement on the road. So we just passed through Maryland and we stopped at a rest stop. And of course, we saw other Yeadon at the rest stop. And it's just, you know, you give each other that knowing smile. You know what I mean? Like, right. They went say and, anything. But. They went and called 911, but... <laughs> but the, the people couldn't be nicer. We went to get a coffee. Turned out the only thing in this rest stop were Maryland tourist maps. But I keep saying the same thing, and it's that people outside of New York are so nice. Yeah. And it's or, not, and or, it's not anything bad about New York. It's no, I just, was to say, or just people in New York are so not nice. It's not that. It's just we're uh, much more afraid in New York. We're on high alert. Like I don't know why it is that way, but you think every third person is out of his mind, and it might be true. Like we still think that way. True. But once you leave the tri-state area, like the comfort zone, it's just very, very laid back, and it's nice. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about Israel and the current events. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit probably about some of the, the regular news. And then on our way back from the rally, we are going to give our updates. And uh, I think we're going to be recording at the rally itself. If you see us there and you see us with our Kiddush Club shirts, make sure you come and say hi. Uh, I do want to mention that we are going to D.C. And it's nice to see that crime is so out of hand in D.C., that the pharmacies in D.C. now, instead of actually showing toilet paper, and we'll include a photo of this in the WhatsApp group. So you go to CVS in D.C., and you go to the toilet paper aisle, and there's a picture frame with a picture of Cottonelle in it. <laughs> and you have to ask a manager to get toilet paper. That's where we are right now in America. Well, you are here. Toilet paper is, like, notorious, I guess, for getting stolen. But that was during COVID when there was a shortage. I remember. Yeah, right. okay, now... Did you ever have any trouble getting toilet paper recently? No, but so many pharmacies are closing wherever you go. Yeah. Right? I have yes. a pharmacy yes. like downstairs from me at work, and it's it's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. over. Yeah, because the crime is out of control. They but I also never catch that. Like, if I'm, I'm there a lot. Like, where is the shoplifting happening? You never see I see them shoplifting. You see people actually shoplifting? Absolutely, In yeah. the store? Yeah. And you don't rat In them Manhattan. out? We We... I was with a coworker, and the coworker ratted them out, and the and the um, the woman behind the counter just shrugged. She's like, "Yeah, this is what it is now." Wow. This is New York City. Right. Nobody wants to confront anyone else. They're not going to confront them because the police are not going to do anything. So what what do you want her to do? Right. Shout out to Amir. I was uh, talking to Amir recently, a friend, 
And uh, we were talking about the rally and how we were going. And he happened to mention something. And I said, you know what? I got to talk about this on the cast. So he has a distant relative who uh, a woman who seemingly has a non-Jewish boyfriend. So so he was telling me how, you know, he's not really uh, connected to these people, but they at, they were at a family event and the, and this uh, this person was invited. Now he starts glancing at this non-Jewish boyfriend and he sees it's obviously his first time eating at, you know, Jew, Shabbos with, with Jews. And he sees this guy and he's just pounding the gefilte fish. He's pounding the chalent. He's pounding the kugel. And he's just thinking to himself, this guy doesn't know what he's in for. (laughs) (laughs) You know, his stomach never had this experience before. It's It's, not going to go well. It's true the other way too, right? Meaning what? If you're... If a person would eat all these unkosher things, right? I I always understood it that if a person would eat like ham or any pork products and they never did before, like the stomach is not going to take it well. Like only people that have done it from, from their youth. Could be. Right? Could be. Well, I told you this story. I said it on the cast, but I'll repeat it because you, you brought it up. Go ahead. Is uh, my father-in-law who was somewhere... Uh, traveling overseas and, and he accidentally they served him something he thought he was eating I don't know what and they told him he thought was, he was eating chicken he thought he was eating regular white no, meat no no he didn't think and that and he was eating the other white meat <laughs> he ended up accidentally taking a bite of I think it was ham and he turns and he says wait a minute what am I eating here and they said well sir that's ham and he just immediately involuntarily vomited all over the table Oy. That was his, he never obviously he never had it in his life. I just don't know if that was a function of his mind, right? He's like, like OMG, I can't have no, him in me. He, no, he he told me it was not a conscious decision. He he next thing he knew the vomit had just come out. His body's reaction to having it, his brain's reaction was no, get this out of my body, out of his system. Wow. And so, also, when I was there, we were hanging out, and it was, uh, you know, it was around uh, noontime, and uh, this guy was eating Chinese food, and he offered me some Chinese food, and I was like, no, man, I'm not going to be Flashigs now. And he was like, why not? You're a grown adult. You're not a little kid <laughs> going to get ice cream. And I was like, no, there's the Flashigs fear. And I think we did mention this in the past. Are you kidding me? Flashix phobia? Flashix phobia. We've had like full episodes about this. We did, right? It, it's it's a real fear. The oh fear- no, no, I have it. I have a a, a very severe case of Flashix phobia. There's nothing that can make me have uh, anything that's meat related, meat. unless it's like post nine p.m. Right. right. It's really, yes. that's how yes. severe it is for that's me. A, I'm yeah. in the same boat. Yeah. It's like, all right, it's 9 p.m., nothing will happen. Like, And even then, you st- you're questioning. It's like, yeah, what am I having meat for, though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it worth it? Right. Like, wait, is this meat worth it? <laughs> the only time that I don't have any uh, flashix phobia is just, like, Friday night. Yes. Right? It's just I free. All I can, your chips are in. Right. Yeah, I can freely eat meat without any hesitation. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. As we make our way to D.C., I do realize how bad your anxiety really is. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, bro. Got to keep it keep it on the down low. Bro, it's so <laughs> bad. Because, like, you're thinking of every eventuality, every scenario that can possibly go wrong. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yes. I fell asleep 
just out of You're aggravation. Dead to the world. <laughs> I was like, I cannot. Just wanted to get away. Yes, I can't do any of this anymore. My mind just shut off. I, my brain is always playing chess. That's really how I. That's the only way I could explain it. It's exhausting. I do play chess, but my brain is in, my life is a chess game to me, and the pieces are constantly being moved, and I'm constantly looking, you know, five, ten moves ahead to see where it's going to be. But you're like, I mean, this is a four-hour drive, and you're trying to plan almost every minute. Of this thing? <laughs> Every 10 minutes. It's like, say. well, well, what if I get car sick in hour three and I can't do the dop? I'm like, what? Why would you think and anticipate about getting car sick now? Yeah. And then it's like, Daniel said, you you know, did you ever hear of manifestation? And I was like, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> yes. But it's exhausting. It really is exhausting to be you and certainly to hang out with you even more exhausting. Oh, and you would know because you were asleep. Like I said. Wait, wait, wait. Look at this. We're we're crossing over some body of water. We have no idea. We're such hicks, by the way. No, we're really city boys. We have no idea where we are. But would it be any better if I told you, oh, well, this is the uh, Long Island Sound and it comes out through the other side? Like, Yeah, I would like that. No, I don't know any of I that. I would like it. But I, I, th- I would not like want to be with such a person that's pointing out every landmark to me. I don't want to hear that. I want to relax. I hear that. Right? I hear that. We're going into like a heated situation, right? We're going yes. to a rally. Serious. I was contemplating like coming in riot gear. <laughs> you don't know what's going to go on. See, I, I don't have anxiety about that part. Why is that? I don't know. But things could go down. I, You're telling me there's not a little tiny piece of you that wants something to go down. I just don't want to be in it. There's not a little part of you that wants, that wants to be, to in, be it? in it? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But come that's on. injury already. Like, yeah, you want to be injured? You want to come home with a black eye? No, but there's a part of me that wants to get out this frustration. And if it means... You know, wait. Are you going to be screaming at this violence. thing? <laughs> I am going to be a little screaming. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a little screaming. Yeah. Oh, this I can't wait to see. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little more laid back. Like um, I'm just there to watch. Yeah, you're you're there to observe. Right. You're there to partake. Yeah. Like you want your voice heard. Oh, but speaking of which, we're talking about being city boys. We didn't. I didn't get to mention this in the previous cast. I had an interesting story. So I was in Charleston uh, on a business trip and. Uh, I ended up, there's not, obviously not a lot of kosher there. So it turns out that there is a restaurant that is completely trafe. And I read online that it has kosher food. So I called them up. And uh, what it is, is they have basically like plain food, right? It's double wrapped. And you can order it from them because uh, it's a seafood restaurant. And, you know, I, I was in uh, South Carolina, which is known for their seafood, right? Oysters, clam, shrimp. And this is a regular trafe seafood restaurant, but they will... In the, they'll take this double wrap, they'll heat it up for you, and you could take it, and you take you could take it to go, and you you just enjoy your meal. And I, I will say, I did have it, had the chicken, and it was quite good. It sounds like a Chabad setup for yes, sure. Yes, yes. And the restaurant said all the proceeds go to Chabad. So I did a little research into what you know what is this place. So it turns out that the owner of this place is called Hyman Seafood. Shout out to Hyman Seafood, and. Uh, the owner is actually Jewish, but not affiliated. So Chabad did their thing, obviously. And so they offer this for people who are traveling. They could have kosher food. So I went to pick up the food and I'm standing there. Uh, they said, yeah, it'll be out in five more minutes. So I'm standing there and a, a man walks up to me and I see on his tag, it says, I think it was Aaron Hyman. And I said, he introduces himself. He said, hi, welcome. You know, welcome to the establishment. Super, super nice guy. And I said, 
are you the owner? And he says, yes. Oh, and I will say, by the way, this restaurant is like semi-famous in South Carolina. They have 33,000 Google reviews and it's like a 4.9 rating. That's great. It's insane. So we're talking to the guy and the first thing I noticed when I walked in and I was with a coworker is there was a sign, like a handmade sign. It looked like the Israeli flag and it said, the city of love prays for the holy city. So I told the owner, I was like, you know, that's pretty gutsy of you, you know, putting an Israeli flag in the door. But and it is South Carolina. Like, that's a red state. It is a red state. But so still. That, I mean, you know, it's different. When you go to the south, it's a different world. You know, we're used to, to, to the blue cities. We're used to, to Democratic-run cities. And the liberalism, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. And it then is. when you go to an actual red state, it's so different. It's just a different head. People support Israel. Like, openly, they don't hide it. They don't... There's nothing to hide. That's their... Well, yes and no. I mean, there was a massive rally in Texas, and uh, it looked like Iran. I mean, it was it was pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, it so, gets intense on both sides. Yeah, especially when there's a big Muslim population. So anyway, I start talking to him, and... So I tell him, you know, it's pretty gutsy of you. And he goes, no, man, we, we have to have pride. This is a time for Jews to be united and be together. And then he turns his body around. He shows me he's wearing a yarmulke. Okay. <laughs> this guy. And he goes, you know, I'm not showing Shabbos or anything, but that's why I'm wearing this. And he points to the yarmulke and he says, we have to stick together and we have to support, support each other, support Israel. He said, and my son is in Israel right now in the IDF. Oh, wow. Blown away. And then he says, not only that, you know, 30 years ago, I served in the IDF. Oh, so he's a soldier. Ex-IDF. Could you believe that? Wow. I was so impressed. But also, what are the odds? What are the odds? Exactly. I was like, what is is happening? And, you know, it made me think, it's so nice when you see, like you said, the southern... You know, some of the, the southern states, some of the more red states who are supporting. And also mix that with southern hospitality. Yes. Which is also which is renowned. notorious. Yes. Yeah. yes. But I get even a better feeling when I see these videos of the Japanese people marching for Israel and for the Jews. You know what I'm talking about? Did you see the, the video where they're, sing, where they're singing Hoshia as Amecha? No, I didn't see you that You see that? <laughs> no. Oh, like, that's everywhere. Oh, that's great. Everywhere. It's like... The regular singing Hebrew, like a Hebrew song. <laughs> I just don't understand because we don't speak a single word of Japanese. Yes. What, what, where is this coming from? Can you explain this? I don't me? know. It's it's the whole thing is so confusing to me. Like that they sat down, learned a song. They're sitting in a room with no windows. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. It, it's so confusing to me. It's so confusing. Why don't you play the uh, the Japanese video? Okay. Okay. They're so into it. I don't know if I would be would be as into it if I were there. No, I'm telling you that I definitely wouldn't be. Would not be, right? It makes no sense. Well, it's nice to see. And, uh, 
you know, it, it's not like that all over the United States. You know, it's not it's not all fun and games. Um, Massachusetts in North Andover. So the city council over there has now just approved a uh, proposal to fly the Palestinian flag above the town common. And so the Palestinian flag is going to be flying in North Andover, Massachusetts. But who's making that decision? They voted on it, the city council. I mean, here's a picture of it. Um, you see people standing there holding the Palestinian flag. You see people in hijab. And, uh, you know, I, I don't exactly understand. Well, they, they mentioned something about how they had flown the Israeli flag. So, of course, they well, have, you know. Well, if they have a Muslim population, you know, that's going to happen, especially if you have people on the board. I well, mean, you can't stop it. I don't it. even think it's Muslim. I think it's the white liberal leftists. Every protest that I've seen, it's the white liberal people, white liberal leftists who are running these protests. Right. The Muslims are home. Like, <laughs> what are they doing? And I think, like, middle America as a whole uh, does support Israel. And it's the small groups uh, that do support uh, Hamas that are coming out. Yeah, the vocal, and, the vocal minority. Right, they're making a lot of noise. And did you see the video uh, with that cowboy yes. from Montana? Yeah, we posted it, right? I think so. But so he makes every point there. Some people didn't like the grizzly bear comparison, but <laughs> but it seems but accurate to me. <laughs> but that's you know, that's what's natural to him. You know, like that's how he, you know, that's how he correlates things in the world. Yeah, I guess. So I, I saw another interesting, uh, since we're talking about, you know, rural America, I saw an interesting study that says, I mean, the headline says it all. And I was laughing from the headline. It says over one in four Americans will be Latino by 2060 census projects. And I said, I'm excited to become Latino. <laughs> that means in this car, right. one person is eventually going to become Latino. Latino. And I'm hoping it's going to be me, but I think it's going to be you. I don't know. Maybe I already there. Oh, oh, oh. Entiende? Uh, entiendo. So as we approach the uh, rally, it's exciting. They they released the list of uh, you know the lineup for this event. So it's going to take place from one to three, and they released a lineup. And I was actually very excited to see that uh, who will be performing at 2:30 p.m. None other than Yisha Rebo. Of course you're excited about Yishe Rubo. <laughs> you're such a fanboy. Yes. But the thing I don't get is... Okay, so I understand Yishe Rebo. He's Israeli. Famous Israeli singer. Probably, arguably, the, the most famous Jewish singer right now, right? He's the only one to ever perform MSG and to fill up MSG, right? I mean, yeah, he's tremendous. Come on. He's huge. And uh, But he's also the only person I recognize on the list. No, Omer Adam's going to be there also. Oh, right. And but also, like, it's just the music that I know, right? Yes. Like, why don't I know any of the speakers? Well, there is another one that you did know. Who? And I don't get it because they're going to be they're, – they're on the list, like, repeatedly performing, and that's the Maccabees. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> <laughs> like, Maccabees, really? Like, we couldn't, we couldn't bring – there was no one else that we could get. Like, uh, take bring Shweki, bring Mordechai Shapiro, bring uh, – why, why you got to hate on the Maccabees? I'm not hating on them, but is, is that the best that we have? You know, this is, you know, there are people who are, who are anticipating there's going to be hundreds of thousands of Jews. This is going to be the biggest rally of Jewish people since, you know, in the last, whatever, 15 years. 
Maccabees, like all the news are going to be showing Maccabees. You're going to be proud at that point, <laughs> or you're going to be looking down, kind of covering. No, look. Listen, I'll be honest with you. If this was like during Sphere time, it would probably make more sense. Yes. Right, because obviously they're an a cappella band. Right. But it's YU, and and the support for Israel there is just so overwhelming. It's so strong. Not that it's not everywhere, but like I feel like YU is this this tremendous push for supporting Israel, and I think that's why the Maccabees are up there. Now, I'm not saying that they should be there three times. Like, we could (laughs) have used a little bit more variety, but, you know, I have nothing but good things. No, again, no no shade. I'm not throwing shade, but, like, they're there three times. Right. They're there three times. They start... They start off the pro- the the speakering speakering is that a word? <laughs> they start off the program at one o'clock Maccabees, and then one fifty-five performance Maccabees, and then two thirty-five closing Ishai Rebo Maccabees. I think after Ishai after Ishai Rebo everybody packs out. Yeah, like exactly. I can't see anybody staying for the encore performance <laughs> the of one more Maccabees song. <laughs> But are we going to be there that long? You think we're going to make Yishai Rebo at 2.30? We're not missing Yishai Rebo. What was that? Yeah, yeah. We ain't missing me. Are you kidding me? I mean, I did see him multiple times live. Exactly. But I have not seen him ever, and I'm okay if I never do. No, so I'll tell you why you shouldn't be okay. Because if you've ever been to his concert, I'm sure you've seen the videos, everybody goes crazy and sings and dances and jumps, and it's a very lively thing. I've never seen them do that at a Maccabees concert, Okay. But well, because how many Maccabees concerts have you been to? Zero. Exactly. You don't Bar know Hashem. what that you don't, you don't know what that energy is. They've got great energy. I don't know about that. I, I I've seen and I've been to the Yishai Rebo concerts and it is phenomenal. And so you know you talk about like you've talked about in the past going to uh, the Siema Shas when people say Shema Yisrael and you know that feeling of everybody united and saying it together. Uh, I think it's going to be that way when Yishai sings because he gets the crowd into a frenzy. And what, the truth, what I'm very excited for is, and hopefully this should be a big Kiddush Hashem. We've all been looking at all these protests. You know, we've seen them painting swastikas on police cars in New York City. We've seen them uh, pulling down American flags. And I'm excited for a orderly march a peaceful protest. Peaceful protest with American flags proudly waving our American flags. You know, we have a Karasatayev to this country who really, you know, does very good for us. We are in Gullus, but America does a lot for us. And we forget sometimes that this is Gullus and we are guests in this land and we owe them a Karasatayev. So one thing that like people are, are talking about is, is it's not really a protest. It's just a show of solidarity. Like That's most... Right. Washington lawmakers, which is where we're going, is uh, are supporting Israel, right? Yes. There's no, it's like we're not changing minds, right? But I think it's also important to show that it's peaceful, that it's not going to be like the other side usually turns into a riot. Right. right? Very quickly it devolves. Right. It's violent, it's angry, and here we're going to be uh, peacefully protesting. Yeah. And by the way, I'm also excited because I'm hoping that the Natura Carta are going to be at this protest again. You know, that's what I'm wondering. I'm actually wondering if they are going to have a, a, you know... No doubt. No doubt they will be there. And I'm excited because, as you know, I screamed at them, as I mentioned last time, at the last protest. And I'd love to be able to scream at them again. Well, I don't think it's a safe place for them. That's the truth. 
Why not? What, what was the last time? <laughs> Somebody was lynched. <laughs> exactly. At a Jewish rally. <laughs> but also the Satmar Rebbe came out. Yes. Very strongly against NK. And I think some people were surprised that it was so strong. Right? It was like always silence well, from... I, I, because wait, let's think. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say that, you say some people were surprised that it's so strong. So I don't speak Yiddish. I mean, I understand bits and pieces. Yeah. So I didn't know what he said exactly. I just got, you know, it sounded like he was saying, you know, people getting killed, you know, you know I mean, of, your, of your brothers. I think he condemned in the strongest way possible for him, for the Rebbe. Okay. But you have to also understand something. We never, we didn't hear anything from him for years about it, as far as I know. But... Nature Karta, these are Satmar Hasidim. Are they? Yeah. Ah, That's I know why that. it's so meaningful. Ah. Right? It's like an offshoot of Satmar Hasidim that have this strong belief that that obviously Israel should not exist. Right. And, which, which, and, and, I mean, look, Satmar also are against, you know, basically they're against the secular state, Zionist the state, state of right, Israel. Right. Yes. So they took that to like the next level. <laughs> yeah. And now for the Sama Rebbe to come out against them is is it's a it's pretty big. Is do, but do they are they machshav him in any way? Is he does, does he mean I don't anything know. to them? I don't like, know. Like who's their Rebbe? I don't know. If they're Sama, they have to have a Rebbe, right? Who's the Natura character Rebbe? I don't maybe it's the Weiss guy. I don't think so. Cuz he wears that um Kafia? No. <laughs> uh, no, he wears the, the the scarf that comes around, and sometimes it has the Palestine, Palestinian flag colors. Other times it has Satma the, Rebbe the, has the, that. The, no, no, the Natura Karta this guy, this Weiss fellow, who is you know he's always the face of it, right? Oh, he's oh, always yes. the one speaking about. Yes, it. I assume yes, yes. that that's their that's you know their leader. How many are there? What, can I we don't get know. A, we don't have stats. We need stats because they're the so Karta. they're so visible and so vocal that. You know, every you know, all the news, and social media—they're always front and center, and because it's sensational. Yes, it is sensational, right? It's yes. like when you see this Hasidic rabbi, and he's standing next to Ahmadinejad. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, they meet with all the top Iranian clerics and officials, yeah. and and Holocaust whoever they deniers, can, whoever they can get close to, and the Iranians are always excited to meet like the Hasidish. People. Of it's course. Like, what a get it for to opportunity <laughs> for us. And and then, you know, and, and we will take picture and we will kill them after. <laughs> but that's what they're thinking. There's no oh, question. hundred percent. But you know what? I think I think the Natura Karate know that and they're just saying, you know what? We're both on the same side of this particular conflict, so I'm going to join them. It's just that they're just Mind twisted. Boggling. Their yeah. minds are twisted, and they think they're doing a good thing. It's hard hard for us to really understand. You can't wrap your head around it. You can't wrap it. your head around it in the face of, of, of so many hostages. Like that alone, it just... Well, don't even get, get me started on the hostages. I will not get you started on the hostage because, because I, we're almost here. We're almost at our destination, people. We're almost there. We're a few miles away. We're going to... Put the uh, cast on hold, and we will see you after we're done. Stay tuned. Okay, we're walking towards the George Washington Monument. Okay, we're approaching the mall. Looks like we're going to be at the end of the entire thing. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people. Do you want to drop right into the middle? Like, how do you want to paraglide in? <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon.
Are there food trucks? Where's the food trucks? You're such a Jew. <laughs> There's Mashiach tents. Where? And right in front of you. Oh, there it is. There's got to be food there. Did you did you length fill in today? Because if not... Maybe I didn't if there's a free cup of coffee included. <laughs> so far, no sign of any counter-protesters, right? Nothing really. Yeah, wow. Only lots and lots of Jews. I also don't see a ton of police presence either. Yeah, me neither. It's a little, little troubling. Yeah. Well, it's Capitol Police. That's, you know, the special... Special... The guys police. who did the awesome job on, on January 6th. <laughs> Uri. You're doing great. We're, we're coming with the Kiddush Club podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. That means Stay everything strong. to me. Stay strong. Everything for me, really. Thank you so much. <laughs> I tease that laugh and make jokes, and this is the best. It's the best. Because when you are sad, but you, when you show them that you make fun of them, wow, 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 wow. wow. <laughs> they don't know how to react. When I was singing to them Free Petach Tikva, they didn't know what I want. They're like, you occupy also our songs and our this? Yeah. And honestly, after the IDF will finish Hamas in Gaza, they will go to Petach Tikva to finish the Arsim. And then that's wow, it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great meeting you. We're standing here with Mark Dweck. Hey, Mark. How are you? Mark is uh, served in the IDF. He's walking around this march with a, I, I guess it's your, uh, the flag of your uh, battalion? Yes, my unit is the 51st Battalion of Golani, the unit I served in. The Golani? Uh, that's Golani the, those Brigade, are the guys yes. that took a picture in the parliament? Yes, yeah, same guys, my oh, boys, so my friends. You know those guys? A, a few of the ones in the picture, yes. Really? Yes, the strongest wow. in the world, nobody liked them. Amazing. When did you get back? Um, five, six months ago. Amazing. What? So when, so when you were there, I mean, you didn't see anything like this. Did you see any no, action no. while you were there? I mean, we always do our job, but nothing like this, no. How do you feel when you see uh, when, when you saw what happened October sixth? As an ex IDF, what was your uh, reaction? I mean, personally, me, I was I was simply heartbroken. Um, I had friends who passed away. I had friends who were taken hostage. Friends who were injured and are still in the hospital now today. Um, I was I was I was heartbroken. I was hurt. Um, I was angered by it, um, but we got together, we're stronger, we, we're showing them today how we're stronger, we show them every day for the last three weeks how we're stronger, and uh, our forces, and you know, we continue to push on in, in Gaza, and we continue to push on over here in America, and uh, I'm Israel Chai, this is how it's going to be. A hundred percent, well, thank you for your service, I'm Israel Chai, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I'm standing here with... Rabbi Luz from Mayor, Maryland. Hey, and what's doing? You're a kid, I heard you're a Kiddush Club fan. Huge Kiddush Club fan. <laughs> okay, I'll, no, say, I'll, say Mayor, I'll say Mayor, Maryland. We love the Kiddush Club, but we're out here supporting Israel, Washington, D.C., with millions or thousands and thousands of Jews. It's an incredible sight. I'm lucky enough to meet uh, the, Kiddush Club the Kiddush Club legends. And yeah, go support Mayor, Maryland. Follow on Instagram at Mayor, Maryland. And definitely support... You know, use your support. Jews on college campuses have been, you know, fighting a battle against a lot of people that don't appreciate us and don't like us, and we're not willing to stand down. And we're doing our part at Moore, Maryland, to really give them that that Jewish pride and to give it that to help them with their identity and understand the beauty of Yiddishkeit and the, what we have to offer and the depth. And you know, once they see that, 
you really start to you build a pride in who you are and what you stand for. And that's what we're here to do. And I'm happy to hear the Kiddish Club is on our team. We're here and we're supporting. Keep and up the good work. You got We got to make a change in these in the colleges and the universities. It's a disaster. Absolutely. It's a disaster area. It starts one day at a time. You know, just keep keep on set. Getting these kids to join, do Jewish stuff on campus, identify with the community. Keep up the fight. Keep yes. up the fight. And thanks for the time. Thank you. Okay, thanks to our, our man, Elazar. We got our blue bracelets. Yeah. Blue band, yeah. yeah. Blue band. Thank you. Okay, we've now come into the the sanctified area. <laughs> the blue bands. We got the blue bands. Shout out to Elazar Friedman for hooking us up. Kiddish Club News for Jews. Yeah. Okay, great. I, I saw your sign and I thought it was interesting. Your sign reads, Christians and Jews united against hate. That's right. So who are you guys? Uh, we're the Philos Project and we have an initiative called the Philos Action League. And uh, the goal is to show up whenever there's an anti-Semitic attack in the Jewish neighborhood. We show up with white roses and a letter expressing our solidarity and letting them know they have friends in the neighborhood. That's amazing. You're not Jewish, right? No, we're not. No, we're Christian. So why are you doing this? Because I think it makes the most sense. Uh, Christians and Jews have uh, embraced some of the most democratic and inclusive values that we can think of. And it's, it's ironic that the people who introduce to the world how to love your neighbor as yourself right now are experiencing the greatest level of hatred that any people group could face. So I think it just makes sense that you stand with you stand with the Jewish people. Other, otherwise, you're standing against barbarism. And uh, we believe that this is a civilizational divide. You either stand for the civilized world or you stand for barbarism. Amazing. Where do you guys come? Where did you come from? Are you like local or did uh, you actually travel? No, we're travel? from New York. You're from, from New, New York. New Jersey, so you came yeah. all the way from New York. That's right. That's Power right. to you. Hey. We appreciate it. Uh, we're look, here. Listen, as a representing some, some of the Jews here, want to say thank you. Yeah, God yeah. bless you both. No, thank you. And your uh, children. Yes, yes. We're, we're all here as a family. I mean, this is, you got to teach the next generation how to combat, overcome evil with good. Amazing. If there were more people like you in the world, it would be a much better place. Oh, I agree. Well, let's keep working together. Jews sure. and Christians can make this world more beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank Great you. meeting you. My pleasure. Okay. This is one of the main events. We have Yishe Rebo about to sing. We are amongst many thousands of people. Yishe is up at the podium.
we're back in the car. Uh, I, I had a great time. It was long. That was that was a long experience. It was. You know what? We parked in this like far area, and we didn't see any Jews. Right. So that was the like the scary part. I'm like, <laughs> are we in the right place? You kept saying, "Why don't I see any Jews? Why don't I see any Jews?" Well, the reason is because we were in a car, and we didn't want to go to one of the stadiums and have to take a train. So we ended up parking at the Jefferson Memorial. And I will say that my co-host here has never been to DC before, so he was just starry-eyed from everything. He's like, "Whoa, look at that!" We're like, "Yes, <laughs> like, that's the Washington the Monument. <laughs> that's the Jefferson Memorial. Wow, look! But look at that." Yes, again, that's the same Washington Monument. <laughs> then he's taking pictures like a real tourist every two seconds. And he's not in the pictures. He's just taking the pictures for who we don't know, but I taking was, pictures. I was giddy to be in our nation's capital. Yes. Yeah, you're a patriot. First time ever. You're a patriot. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a, an amazing experience. Uh, that's coming off the heels of us uh, after we arrived, seeing the article in Yeshiva World uh, that there was a Kol Kaira from a bunch of Gedalim who basically said not to go but we were basically there it was too late it was too late also i'm not sure if it applies to us because like we're reporting that's true we're the press right yeshiva world went did they 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 have pictures they covered they covered it that's true so you know i don't know if it applies yeshiva world is claiming that two hundred thousand jews were there I don't know if I felt that many, but also there that was, was two separate areas. Yeah, talk, let's talk about that. Well, well, the audience knows they heard my encounter with Elazar Friedman, who hooked us up with the blue bands. Yeah, the blue bands were key, but there's an entire separate area where the blue band people go, and that's where the stage is. Yes. And I would say there were tens of thousands of people there. Right. And tens of thousands of people in the original spot. Right. But I don't know if that comes to 200,000. I think it does. You don't realize, first of all, we were on one side of the mall. There's the entire length, the width, I'm sorry, not the length of the mall, the width of the mall. We were on one side. We never even, there was a sea of people on the other side. And it was the entire length of the mall. The mall is, I mean, I don't know how long it is, but it's really long. If anyone's ever been there, it takes a while to walk, what is it, from, I think, the Lincoln Memorial to the Washington Monument. It takes a long time. It's right. really, think, really long. I think we have to wait for the drone pictures to come out. Yeah. Or we can ask Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be able to peg that. There were so few people compared to my inauguration. <laughs> Nothing seems, like my inauguration. He seems to be able to really peg the number. <laughs> he knows it. He could just glance and <laughs> instantly knows well. the number. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it was definitely an experience. I don't know. I felt like I saw... I felt like everybody was orthodox. Did you? Were you getting that feel? Um, I felt like there was there was there was a representation of everybody, but it felt overwhelmingly orthodox. Right. But also because I think like YU turned out in mass, there was tons of. Okay, but YU is only what? What is that? How many? Two two thousand people. 2,500 people, okay. 2,500. So that's only 2,500. That's that's you know. But they come. 10%. But they come ready to party. They're wearing sorry, the blue. 1%. They're wearing the flags. Yes, <laughs> we we came with nothing. Right. <laughs> we had no flags. We barely had. I mean, what did we have? We had. We really had nothing. I had a blue jacket. You did. You did. That's that's good. That was showing you support. Right. Um, but I have to say that one of the things I noticed because I was I was looking, I was very conscious of making a kiddush Hashem like. 
that was a big part of uh, what I was thinking about the whole time. And I was looking at, you know, the non-Jews. I was looking at the police. I was looking at the non-Jewish staff. And I was imagining in my head the images, and we talked about it in the first half, of some of the Palestinian marches, the pro-Hamas marches, where you see them, you know, vandalizing, breaking things, uh, just complete anarchy at these events. And you compare that to, to this event, which was peaceful. You see American flags waving. When was the last time you saw an American flag at a, at a Palestinian protest? Ever? Well, the last time I saw it, it was being ripped down on right. 42nd Street in Manhattan. Exactly. Right? You saw those videos. Of course. Of course. And we're going to post some of them. And uh, you look at the, you look at the, the, the tremendous divide between our protests and their protests. And if you're just like a middle American and you're wondering like, wait, which side is right? Y- you kind of know, you know, you kind of know. Yeah, but but I want to back up a second because you you mentioned the the reaction from the police. I didn't see a lot of police. I yeah, didn't see me a neither. lot of security. It was really surprising to me. Well, is it surprising? Do need I remind you of January 6th? <laughs> uh, but I thought that there would be more security. I thought that it would be like harder to get places. It was really easy yeah. to go back and forth. I mean, all you needed was a blue band. Well, that was to get into the inner sanctum. The inner, inner <laughs> to see the stage, to see Ishai Rebo, to see, you know, all the action. Right. But right. again, I was just a little... No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I was looking for the police and there wasn't a tremendous... You, you didn't feel like there was a ton of security. That's for sure. Right. Even just like Washington, D.C. police, Capitol police, wh- whoever is in charge of this area. Like, I didn't <laughs> see them. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And, and and we didn't see a single counter-protester. Not also, one. Also, none Where of are they? Where there are were they? Christian missionaries, though. Yeah, we got one of them. We got an interview with one of them. Not, I'm sorry, he wasn't a missionary. No, he was just Christians united for Jews. But, yeah, there were missionaries. Yeah, they screaming were about trying Yashka. to recruit. It yeah. seemed like they were like, hey, you're unhappy with your religion? And for the record, I was going to go interview one of them, and uh, my co-host over here told me not to. No, because he's just going to try to sell you. Yeah, but I could sell him. And you're <laughs> fragile as it is. That's true. <laughs> we're lucky to have a you snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> but thank God everything went smooth. Without a hitch. Right? I mean, we did leave a little early, so, you know, hopefully... You didn't have to tell them that. (laughs) Why did you tell them that? It does go smooth (laughs) for the rest of the time. But also, um, the bikes. The bikes were fun. Yeah. We took bikes back because we had to do the walk all the way back to the Jefferson Memorial. And it was, uh, yeah, it was an experience. Definitely an experience. Biking through a strange... uh, City. Holding one... Holding uh, Google Maps in one hand, and like so, I couldn't switch gears. And you're like, "Why are you? Where are you? Why are you so slow?" I'm like, "I can't change gears." I'm holding my Google Maps, so I was the, uh, I was the navigator yeah. for, for this experience. Um, so, what was the most moving part about it for you? I think just being with that many fellow Jewish people, you know, yeah. it kind of feels familiar. It feels like family. Yeah. It feels like okay, like I, I love being here. Yep. You know, that's what struck me, I think. I li- I would do it again. Yeah, me too. But hopefully we don't have to. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. No, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it helps and hopefully we get some hostages. For me, it was um, when Yishai Rebo was singing, and, and it's not because it was Yishai Rebo. Yes, I'm a fanboy. But um, so we have the recording. And when Yishai led the Capitol of Tehillim, that was very moving to me. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I started to get tears. 
because I was, you know, I'm there with hundreds of thousands of Jews. We're all saying Tillam together, and we know that there are so many people who are still hostage. And it was just, it was an overwhelming feeling because, like, Yishai's face, he was very serious. And we, we, you know, it came crashing down at that moment that we're not here to have fun. We're here because people are hostage. And, you know, these, these, terrorists are still at large a lot of them still at large and the, there are so many people who are just you know Kali Searle's in suffering right now it's, it's been over a month but it, it still feels very raw and I think it's, it's supposed to I feel bad that I didn't get as emotional in that time and I think I kind of lost it in trying to capture the moment I lost like it was lost on me I didn't have that luxury like it's a luxury to experience reality in real time but when you're trying to capture it you kind of lose the moment in an effort to save it for another time. Yeah, we need a bigger budget so that we can bring a cameraman with us next time. Next time, <laughs> So that Absolutely, you can experience yes. it. And this coming from a news source. Uh, our driver here, our driver Daniel is showing us late breaking news. They're saying 290,000 people. So that's close to 300. That's better. Wow, that's more percentage. That's nicer. Points, yes. Yeah, so, so, so that's pretty amazing. And... Uh, the question is going to be now, like, I mean, we're in the car. We haven't really looked at the news yet. What is the reaction from the politicians? What is the reaction from the government? You know, did this move the needle in any which way? Did it give them chizuk to really keep defending Israel, keep, you know, Biden holding strong, supporting Israel and not trying to get them to do this whole ceasefire thing? Because we all know that a ceasefire just means that Hamas gets back into control until they do this again. And they've openly said that they want to do this repeatedly. Yeah, it's just giving them opportunity to reload. I mean, when you when you think about a, a, a demonstration like this, I mean, who is it affecting, right? Hamas is not watching and be like, oh, they're very serious. Look how many people came out. Maybe we should do something. Like, that's not happening. So what? So I guess it's just really for the people in power to see, yes. like, okay, you know, these people are standing, they're, they're coming out, they're vocal, they're going to vote for us that's really yes. what it's about that's all it is and if by the way they came out to washington dc just to stand on a lawn then i can assume that they'll come out to a poll to vote for me at some point in time yes it's it's a at the end of the day by the way that you're just pointing out something how important it is for jews to vote and you know there's so many communities of jews that don't vote and people think yeah well my vote doesn't mean anything let me tell everybody who's listening voting is super important and in fact it actually doesn't matter who you vote for the politicians check the districts the districts and the roles of the districts to see how many people in those districts voted it's not a matter of if you voted republican or democrat it doesn't matter i mean it matters in in that you know that person's going to get elected but it's so important to be out in numbers because then the politicians are willing to talk to you if you're not voting you're not a mandamar you know you're nothing right the thing is that jews live together right they're not looking like down lists and saying oh there's friedman Right. Exactly. They're not checking the lists, but you 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 live together with other Jewish people, and that's how communities work. And they're looking at the communities and saying which ones come out and and uh, want to make their voices heard. That's right. That's exactly right. So it's very very important. We need to we need to be more involved. And you know you know who does this great is the Hasidim. Hasidim, you know the Rebbe says 
everyone go out and vote and everybody does they go out and they vote right and they pick one candidate and they they roll with him but and it, that's why you see the politicians courting the rebels right and and bending over backwards for them and not you know not doing you know even even the most left wing even the blasio the most left progressive if they are close with the hasidim they don't they will not cross them so it's it's super super important and if there's one thing that everybody should take away from today is the next election you need to go we just we just passed an election but the next election you election come out and vote and by the way it's not just a matter of the presidential election the local elections are even more important because those people have a direct effect on your life so you mentioned also not a lot of uh, protesters counter protesters right, right? No, no counter protesters no free palestine nowhere Right? No, we saw and one guy who was who had like you saw that just the, that garb. That the one guy with the scarf. But he was, that was pretty quiet. Yeah, he was chilled. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> really taking a stand. No. So that's it for this episode. This is our March episode. Uh, we're going to bring you the uh, regularly scheduled episode is going to be uh, tomorrow or the following day. Look out for it. Uh, thanks for being with us on this little journey. Kiddish Club out. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.